Hello, 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 and welcome to the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we talk to inspire. My guest today is, oh, wonderful, wonderful lady, gospel recording artist, singer, songwriter, producer from L.A., if I didn't say that before. Her current single is Tap Into It, featuring Pastor Kim Burrell on JDI Records, which has landed in the number one spot on the Billboard Gospel Charts, and we're so, so happy for her. Sister Renee Spearman, welcome to the show. Hey, 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 Lynn Woods. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm you, so honored. Oh, yes. you're welcome. So, folks, I've, I've known of Miss Renee Spearman and her music for a long time. And we've been trying to work out this opportunity to do an interview for some time as well. But praise God, we're getting it done today. Yes, we are. So, Renee, let's let's dig into your, your backstory now. Were you born and raised in California? Yes, I was. Um, I was born in a city called Linwood, California. And actually, for a few years, um, my mom moved us to New York. Um, and then we moved back to California. Maybe mom- from the age of... About nine months. Okay. <laughs> Until about I was in the second grade, I believe we moved back here. So I guess Mama didn't like New York. Okay. <laughs> she, she must miss the sunshine because that New York weather. Because like I'm a Midwest girl, so I, we had the yes. same kind of weather as New York. Oh my goodness, the the the, the snow, the ice, the heat, yes. the humidity. So, yes. So yes. I and I can recall uh, going to school. Um, like preschool, and we would walk because the school was very close to our house. We lived in Mount Vernon, New York, and I just remember it being so cold, and my mother had us all wrapped up in our coats and mm-hmm. mittens and hats. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was an experience. Oh, I noticed you mentioned Mount Vernon. Remember back in the days they used to call it money earning Mount Vernon because you know you had so many, <laughs> so many R and B and hip hop artists. Like who was it? Like Heavy D was from there and and a, and a number of other folks. But that's what they used to call it. Wow, wow! I didn't even know that. <laughs> oh, really? Well, yeah, that's what they used to call it. Do you have anything about your childhood that you think was so unique or different that you want to share? Yes, um, I remember. My mom, she was such a great mother. Um, She passed away in 2012. Mm. But she really, really made Christmas and our birthdays and all the holidays very, very special. Memorial Day, whatever, 4th of July. Mm -hmm. She just made every holiday so big for us. And anything that we accomplished as children, whether we got a certificate in school for not missing class she just made a big celebration about it and that's what i remember the most about my childhood is how my mom celebrated her children so that is so special and um, so many people wish that they had that so that was that was truly a blessing right and we didn't have much money but whatever she could do if it was to bake a cake whatever we just would always be celebrated and that just always told me you don't have to have a lot to have a good life. You can still have the greatest life, even in your childhood and your adulthood. 
by just celebrating others. Did you all listen to like a lot of music? Because you're in this in the music business now, so I'm trying to get to how you what it may have influenced you to want to be in the music industry. So did mom play a lot of music? Did y'all listen to all kinds of music in the house? Um, actually, we basically just listened to gospel music. Hmm. Um, my mother was a Hawkins fan. Okay. <laughs> she was a um, Andre Crouch fan. Rance Allen. That's what we would listen to um, growing up in the house was gospel music. My mother also sang and she played the piano and she was an evangelist, a national evangelist in the Church of God in Christ. So we were in church all the time. All the time. When I lived in L.A., I was a member of West Angeles Church of God in Christ under Bishop Bishop Charles Blake for, oh gosh, probably 13 years or more. Going to that church. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, when did when did you realize as a kid that, or maybe it was later, that you had a, a gift for music? I mean, I heard you that you're a church girl, grew up listening to like like Andre Crouch, uh, Rance Allen, and folks like that. But when did you realize that? Hmm, I'd like I'd like to do that, and I like singing. <laughs> um, actually, as your parents being involved in church. You don't, we didn't have a choice okay. <laughs> um, as far as her children um, singing. And then when we moved back to California, my father was a pastor, Church of mm-hmm. God in Christ pastor in Los Angeles. And so my mother always had us involved because she sang and we had to sing. And then when we moved here, my dad, he played the organ and sang. And mm-hmm. so it, it just transferred from my mom to my dad as far as what we didn't have a choice on doing. Okay. <laughs> and so he would put us in the choir and we would have to sing in the Sunshine Band and all the different <laughs> choirs. Um, even in elementary school, my mom had me in chorus. So I was in the choir in elementary school. And they would, again, like I said, my mom would always celebrate us. So whenever we would have an event at the school, you know, she would just be there. My dad would be there and be so excited about what we did and so I realized I had a gift when they put me in all of those all those uh, things choirs and stuff at church and then my father um he was the organist for the church for a while and he would teach the songs to the choir and then I would ride with my dad you know when he take me to school and different things and we'd be listening to music so I kind of knew I could hear the parts and I could correct my dad if he was teaching that's not the part because I listened to it in the car that's the wrong <laughs> part and he just told me one day Renee come up here and you do it you teach the song and that's how I really kind of got started into teaching and singing and doing more musically in the church parents pushed <laughs> you but you know Renee it sounds like too that was a foundation for you writing and producing as well it was because I wrote my first song that I ever wrote. I wrote it uh, for one of our choir days. I was actually over the choir at my dad's church. And the very first song that I wrote, I said, I want to write a song for the choir. And that's what I did. So the very first song I ever wrote, it was a arrangement of uh, Because He Lives. And I taught it to our church choir and it did really well at church. And then I started getting more involved in different choirs, like our um, state choir. I was in our state choir for our jurisdiction. And then um, from that, I went to 
a workshop choir that um, we had, and I was a part of that. And I taught that same song to the workshop choir. And for that event, it was actually a recording um, that was included, uh, included Dr. Maddie Moss Clark, um, the Clark sister's mother. And they embraced the song, and she uh, spoke with me about writing and it was just such a blessing. So I just kind of grew up into it and just continued. I was probably around in my late teens, early 20s when all of this was going on. But I started when I was like 12. Mm, okay. Put me up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it just kind of blossomed from there. Oh, <laughs> okay. And you mentioned Dr. Maddie Moss Clark. So was she like, would you say one of your musical influences? And if so, who else would you add to that list? Um, of course, um, because, yes, I love choir music. That is my passion, is choir music, um, teaching choir. So I was just amazed at her as a choir director. And then, of course, you know, she was the mother of the Clark sisters. And so as far as my influences, uh, choir music was um, Dr. Maddie Moss Clark, um, Bishop Hezekiah Walker, um, John P. Key. <laughs> okay. Um, all of those those choirs was just Ricky Dillard. I just was amazed by choir music. So those are my influences with the choir music. Mm, okay, that's a, a interesting interesting mix <laughs> of things. What what do you like best? You like writing, producing, singing, or do you just love it all? I love it all. But I love writing the most. My passion is in writing. I guess I'm amazed in writing because it's something that wasn't and then it comes into being. So once you're finished and you hear everything, you kind of remember where it started. Oh, I was in my car and this thought came to me or this song came to me or these lyrics came to me. And then when you hear the finished product, you just be like, wow. Wow, God. So I believe that God gave me that gift to write. To write. And so I know he did. <laughs> I know he did. <laughs> so you yes. just, you kind of described like sort of your process. Like you, you, song comes to you from anywhere and then you go and you, it's like, do you go back home? Like if, if you're in the car, do you write the stuff down right then and there? Or are you good with keeping it in your head till you get home where you can write it down and then record uh, at least the melody of it? Um, no, I'm awful at remembering. So <laughs> if a song comes to me and it could just come, you could just be driving. It's quiet. I, lo I wrote a lot of songs in, in my car um, at the time, you know, working, driving, working on your way to work, something will come to you, or you can be listening to the radio, you turn the radio off, and then maybe that melody that you heard just kind of gave you a start. Also, I write a lot. I get a lot of things in my sleep, and I'll just wake up and record it on my phone. But back in the day, you know, we couldn't record on our <laughs> right. cell phone, so I had a, always kept a small tape recorder with me and whatever I would hear I would just put it on the recorder and then when I get home I would just go back to it and finish it and just maybe take a process sometimes it takes a month for me sometimes it'll take a week just go through the process and continue to write it and just pray and ask God to help me or help me finish I'm stuck here and mm -hmm. he would and that's pretty much my process of writing 
Okay, that's your process. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I got something. Well, I'm going to step back a little bit and ask you a couple of different kind of questions. First of all, what's on your playlist right now? Who are you listening to? Who? What's what music is in your ear right now? Vincent Bohannon. <laughs> Vincent. Okay. <laughs> I love Vincent Bohannon, and I really, I just found out not too long ago that he was a prodigy of Hezekiah Walker, which is one mm-hmm. of my favorites, mm. and I said, I guess I, that's why I like him so much, um, because he kind of has that sound and that New York sound, and so right now, it's him, and like I said, I love choir music, um, Ricky Dillard has a new project out, so I just, and then I like to listen to a lot of um, older groups that I used to love, like Commissioned was okay. one of my favorite groups in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And I listen to him. I still listen to John P. Key. I listen to Mary Mary. I just listen to everybody. Just, just everybody. <laughs> good and the, the music is good. I'm into music. So if the song is bumping and the music, and that's what I love about uh, choir music. I think um, because you got organ, piano, drums, but you have so much going. A lot of times they add horns, and so I just love all of that. And to hear how they put it together with the hits and the it, it just amazes me. No, oh, choir music is my favorite. But choir music is your favorite. Now here's something mm-hmm. that that happened recently. Now there was a I know you heard about this. There was a bit of a shakeup with with. Eh, in radio and on the charts when Beyonce put out the two country singles, Texas Hold'em right. and 16 Carriages, and she's known for charting on R&B and pop charts, right? However, these two songs topped the country charts, and I don't think some of them country folks was all that happy about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Now, so what do you think about that as an artist uh, in a certain genre? Because sometimes we ha- we've had that issue with gospel and contemporary Christian music. So we've kind of heard these things before where it, it has been said that if like doing a, a black gospel song, quote unquote black gospel song. And even though it's a crossover type of song, they may not have allowed it to be on the contemporary Christian charts. And once you stay over on your charts. So what, what are your thoughts about that? I think um, with Beyonce, um, she's very creative and she's going to do what she feels and how she's led to do. And I know, like you said, a lot of times in the gospel industry, especially if we see somebody on a particular chart and you're not really in that style of music, but you decided to do a gospel record or whatever, and you just be like, all this, I'm in the church all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm at church every day. I'm writing music. I haven't strayed away. And how can you come over here? So I understand um, both parts, but she is Beyonce. So I, mm-hmm. I don't think she can be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Unstoppable. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I did, just, I, that was just a, a sidebar thing. Um, yeah. What is, tell me something about Renee Spearman that no one would ever, ever guess. That I am very, very quiet. I don't talk a lot. You know, people actually, you know, see you in the music industry, so they think that you're out there. But, but I'm very, very shy. Mm. I'm very quiet. I kind of just talk when I have to or more ministry purpose. Um, but 
deep down within, I don't like to talk that much. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it may be surprising even, you know, with, with us right now, but mm-hmm. you catch me on a regular day, I don't say much. You know, <laughs> I'm more of a, a thinker. Okay. And yeah, I'm, I'm more of a thinker. So y'all, y'all hear that Renee Spearman is more of a thinker, and she is actually a shy person. You know, a lot of creatives are are shy because I was basically a shy person. Uh, I had a boss that told me she said, "No, you're not shy. You're selectively shy. <laughs> you choose with what time you go. Okay, I'm gonna be shy today." I was like, "Yeah, basically, I am a shy person, um, but." I do things that make me talk. So so there right, you go. Right. <laughs> uh, when I was working for the bank um, and my boss, I worked in the, um, not in the actual branch, but in the another department and, you know, just basically employees. And my boss, because I was so quiet and mostly everybody else was talkative, when we would have our staff meeting, she would tell them, um, I need you to be like Renee. Just come in here, do your work, have your headphones on, and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> be like we're <laughs> I just didn't talk much. And, you know, like I, when you're creative, you're focused on creating. And like I said, I'm a writer. So a lot of times when I would be working, I could hear a song. Oh, I like that song. Let me see if I could write something, you know, that style. So when you're creative, you don't really have a lot of time to just be chit-chatting and mm-hmm. jabbering. So you're trying to get that's stuff what done. what you do for mm-hmm. a living. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, Renee, now you're back to your music now. I uh, understand like your first major release was Woe to Wow in 2012. Is that right? Yes. Yes. yes that, was yes. that your big break professionally into the gospel music industry? Yes. Yes. Um, Woe to Wow was my... Um, break um actually in the industry and it was a trying um year for me um that year because that's the year that um my mom passed mm-hmm. actually a, a few months before i believe it was released in october my mom passed in june okay. of that year and um the great thing about that was my mom heard the entire project and she was so excited and sick and still celebrating and um, because I had uh, DJ Rogers, and my mother was a huge DJ Rogers fan, and he talked to her, you know, as we were working on the song, and I was telling my mom, you know, I'm doing a song with DJ Rogers, and when I told uh, DJ Rogers about my mom being a fan, let me talk to your mom. He was such a kind person, and he would talk to her, and she just couldn't believe She was just so blown away. So that was a, a huge year, and it was just very, very special to me because my mom passed, and I believe that she knew that she wasn't going to be here when the, when the album was released. And she had asked me, well, when is it coming out? And I said, October. And she said, oh, wow, that's good. That's good, as if I'm not going to be here, mm-hmm. but you're going to be fine. Mm, okay. Yeah. Now, on the industry side of things, as an indie artist and female songwriter and producer, did you face any particular challenges down through the years? Um. Yes. Yes. Down through the years. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I would. I would say um, more so as an independent artist. 
when you're not on a major label, I feel like you're treated a little different. Like you're not as good. You're not as big as. So sometimes you're not taken serious, but through it, that makes me push even harder to do my best and the knock on the doors. And I think as an independent artist, you have to do a lot more work for yourself because you're by yourself, basically independently. So some things that uh, major artists don't have to do, independents have to do, even as far as radio and calling and talking to the program directors and getting to know them and knowing them personally to where you have a relationship with them to communicate with them. And then once you build a relationship, it's easier. The doors open a little better for you. And so for me, it that was one of the problems. I feel like as an independent artist, you're not taken as seriously as if you're signed to a major label. So you have to put in more work, a lot more work. A lot more work because uh, those major labels, they have a team that does that. Right, right. They have more support and assistance. And I just think that they're taking um, major artists. They have the assistance plus they're almost pretty much well-known because of whatever label that they're with. They're known and we're not as known Mm -hmm. (laughs) as them. So we have to put in more work. And it was a great thing for me because that's how I was able to learn how the industry works. I felt like if I was on a major label, you depend on them to do everything. So a lot of things you don't know, but if you have to do it yourself, then you realize, oh, it was a lot of things that I didn't know. And um, you mentioned um, JDI Records. Mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot. And, and James Roverson, he taught me a lot, a lot. And there was things I didn't know. I would, well, why do you think this is not going well for me. Why? And oh, Renee, you need this. I think the only thing you need is this. So learning, I learned a lot. So I'm glad because I pretty much know now. Now you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, of your, your music now, you have a big hit on your hands with the number one charting hit, Tap Into It, featuring Kim Burrell. How did this whole project come about? I uh, wanted to do a song at radio that I just liked. And I this time, I'm like, I wasn't going to try to, well, this is what they're playing. This is what's out now. I need to follow suit. I didn't want to follow suit. I just wanted to do how God gave me and trust God um, through the process. So... I wanted to do what we call a churchy toe tapper song because, like I said, I grew up in the Church of God in Christ. That's what we do. (laughs) And I wrote the song, and I just wanted that song to be a single. And so I just said I'm going to go against kind of the grain right now. And I was like, who can do this song and just give it? It's pretty, you know, churchy, but can give it life and make it fun. And so Kim Burrell came to my mind and I called her office. I knew her, um, of course, because she's Kim Burrell, but Mm -hmm. I was familiar with her through um, Dr. Bobby Jones when he would have the artist retreats. 
and she would be at the artist retreat. So I used to bring, at that time I had a choir and my choir was singing, you know, for Bobby Jones retreats. And then um, she was always there. So she was familiar with me through that. And I called and they called me back and said she was, her office called and told me that she was willing to do it. And I was just in shock Mm -hmm. and happy. And then I remember the first time I spoke with her on the phone, I just couldn't believe I was talking to Kim Burrell. (laughs) 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 I'm so mesmerized by the way she sings. And she's one of the greatest singers. I don't think anyone sings like her. You can recognize her voice anywhere. Mm -hmm. And just to, to have that opportunity to work with her, I was just so grateful to God. Renee, why do you think people, this song is resonating with people so much that it's at the top of the charts. What's, what is it with this song? Um, I believe um, it's one thing that um, Kim Burrell said to me was, although it was churchy, it was fun. And the lyrics to the song, um, tapping into it, which is, you hear a lot of people say that, even if they're going live on Facebook or Instagram, they um, tapping in, tapping in everybody. You know, that, <laughs> I, I just felt like it's something that people, but I actually wrote the song way before people started saying that. So I just felt like God used me to write the song and then it just, once we put it out, it was kind of current with everything that people are saying and we believe in God and we know who God is and we know what he can do for us. And he is our source. Like if we wake up, it's because of God. It's not because of nothing that we've done. And so we just have to tap into the things of him. If we want a a successful life, if we want to be healed, whatever it is that we need, if we need a miracle, we got to tap into God because he is the source of that. And I just believe that in the time that we're living in with so much crazy stuff going on, I turned on the news this morning and it's just so much. It's almost like you don't even want to watch the news because there's so much bad things going on. And I think a lot of people now they're leaning and dependent on God. And I remember even watching the Super Bowl Sunday, it was a commercial about Jesus. And I was just like, wow, thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are, are calling on him and, sinners and whoever they just need we need God right now and so the song talks strictly about God and I just believe that it just touch, it touches the people's heart because of the lyrics and of course you know the music the musicians but I, I think it's just a fun song and God is just doing his thing I, I don't really have a whole lot of answers <laughs> but, but I, I believe God is just doing his what he does well, it is helping spread some joy amongst the folks right now because we really, really need some joy and we need to know who our source is, who is the source that we can tap into whenever we want to because he's there 24-7. Yes, yes. Now, do you have any, what's what's next for Sister Renee Spearman? What's coming, <laughs> uh, what can we expect from you? Well, actually, um, I just released a full project um, but it's a project called Features, and it's songs that I've done in the past. And I feel like because, you know, maybe 10 years ago when I did my first release, and then just different singles that I did that um, was a single, and then a lot of songs were not a single, 
I had different um, artists um, a part of my music. And I released, actually, we just released it in January, a CD called Features. And it actually features different gospel artists that has been down with me um, through the years. So I'm excited about that. Oh, wonderful. So we're, com- <laughs> we're, well, congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Oh, you're Thank welcome. You. And so where can people find this music? Is it just wherever they purchase music digitally? Yes. Yes. It's um, on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, everywhere that you would uh, purchase music. Like I said, it was just released um, last month. And of course, it um, features Kimberrell, um, features uh, the late DJ Rogers, um, Bishop Hezekiah Walker, um, Pastor Beverly Crawford. And so I'm just excited <laughs> about it and just want people to hear what um, God has given to me. Amen. So where can people find you if they want to connect with you on social media? Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, Renee Spearman, Instagram, Renee Spearman, Twitter, Renee Spearman, just pull me up, and I would just love to connect with everyone. All right, then. Well, thank you so much, Sister Renee Spearman. We finally, we finally got to talk. I appreciate yes, we did you, it. We did it. <laughs> and and I appreciate. Uh, Dr. James Roberson for making sure that we connected and your and JDI Records. I've known them for a long time as well. So, but thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you and thank you for having me. I had a wonderful time with you. And friends, I want to thank you too for joining us today. I really really do appreciate you for tapping in (laughs) and listening to us you know what make sure that you never miss an episode by subscribing right now you can also download for free now if you'd like to find me lynn woods you can find me on x at lynn woods that's l-i-n-w-o-o-d-s or instagram or tiktok at lynn woods 96 or facebook or linkedin at lynn Woods. This has been the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Show, where we talk to inspire Renee Spearman featuring Kimberrell. They're going to take us on out with Tap Into It on the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Show, where we talk to inspire. God bless. Been waiting on your blessing. Oh.